Oh, boy, y'all kind of a little bit nervous here. Um, I understand that this is the group of leaders. So I'm going to try to do what the Lord allows me to do. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you so much for this opportunity. We thank you so much for this time under your humble presence, Lord. We come before you humble. We come before you asking God, seeking what must we do, God, to serve and to please you in this hour. God, speak to our minds. Speak through our hearts. Let, let us let us know, God, what you are saying to your church today. We understand what you said on yesterday, and that was good for yesterday's bread, God, but today we come for this day's bread. In Jesus' name, let it fill us, God. Let it, let it, let those who need the milk, God, be nourished on the milk, and let those who need the meat, God, be full on the meat. In the name of Jesus, somebody said amen. amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just take my shirt out my pants because I didn't know we was going to have one of these kind of days. All right. Let's let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Turn with me in your Bibles. I had something. I had something. I was I, I was going to um, talk about faith and 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 possibly pursuing the glory, but Pastor mentioned something to me in the back, and he said this is uh, a bunch of leaders in here, so I'm going to attempt to talk to leaders this morning about getting ready to receive the mantle. Of leadership. Go to the book of Second Kings. How much time do I have? I need to. Okay, fifteen minutes. Okay, I'm gonna be quick. Huh? I'm gonna be quick. Second Kings. Okay. Okay. I have until twelve fifteen. Okay. Twelve fifteen. All right. Second uh, Kings. Let's see. <clears throat> it's funny, I lost my own page. <laughs> Let's see. Um <clears throat> there it is. Second Kings chapter two. And we're going to look at verse, verses numbers 13 and verses number 14. All right. Actually, let's look at, let's start at verse 12. Verse 12 says this. And Elijah saw it, and he cried, My father, my father, the chariot of Israel and the horsemen thereof, and he saw him no more. And he took hold of his own clothes and rent them in two pieces. And he took up also the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and went back and stood by the bank of the Jordan, of Jordan, of the Jordan River. And he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him and smote the waters and said, Where is the Lord God of Elijah? And when he also had smitten the waters, they parted hither and thither. And Elijah went over. When I first did this series in our church, it was about um, last year. And I was, again, talking to leaders and I was talking to our people because God had led me to talk to our people about faith. 
Because in here, it's all about faith. And this scripture hit me harder because I had to look at it and I had to realize, wait a minute, God. Here it is, this man, Elijah, Elijah, who was following a man, Elijah, for a few years. And all he had from him was what he had seen. Y'all, y'all, they get that. I'm going to stand up here because y'all making me nervous. Uh, all Elijah had from Elijah was what he had seen. So the question and the topic of this message, if I could, would be, what have you seen? What have you seen? Because if you remember, Jesus told Doubting Thomas, Doubting Thomas, put your hand in my side. Put, touch, my, touch the nail print of my hand. Thrust your fist into the side where the, wound was, where the wound was caused. What have you seen? Watch this. Watch this. Elijah, Elijah epitomized, and he, he taught me, and he teaches us even now how to first, as a leader, you have to first understand Submission and fellowship. That's key if you're going to be successful in leadership. If you're going to be successful in leadership, it's imperative that we all learn how to be humble and follow. Mm. Here's, here, here's, how, here's, how, here's, how, here's how important it was that we follow. Look at verse number 12. Elijah said this, and Elijah saw it. He saw the, the chariot come and, and begin to take up his, his teacher. Watch this. He said this. And he cried out, my father, my father. When I see the word my father in the Old Testament, the word is translated for me, my teacher. He says, my teacher, my, ulti- my, my, my instruction giver, the one who was guiding me, the one who was showing me, the one who was instructing me. He said, my teacher, and watch this, and I asked my church this question, I asked the church this question. I said, if God was to take me up, how many of you would cry out, my teacher? How many of you would well out, my teacher, if you, because Elijah loved, and, 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 he, and he was so submitted to Elijah, his teacher, he understood that if my teacher leave, where would that leave me? If, my, if the one who was giving me instruction and who was showing me how to follow God, how to worship God, how to serve God, if he leave, where would that leave me? He was so submitted and committed to his teacher. It's when, when God was to pull his teacher up, he said, my teacher, my father, my father, the chariot of Israel. Now watch this, watch this, watch this. He said this. It grieved him so much when God took up Elijah. It grieved him so much, the Bible says he rent his clothes. Mm. When you see in the Bible somebody written their clothes, it symbolizes a time of grief and pain and suffering. And Elijah was grieved because his teacher had left him which is very extremely important because at the moment it wasn't about, watch this, watch this, y'all, y'all, y'all catch this, catch this as leaders. It's not about, it wasn't about the power. It wasn't about the money. It wasn't about the fame. It wasn't about what the, 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 the fame or the name of Elijah. It wasn't about none of that. It was about, watch this, Here it is in leadership. It was about relationship. 
It was about the relationship that he had developed with the man of God. It was about the relationship that they had grown accustomed, that he had grown accustomed to. It was about looking at it, looking at him and saying, "Look, I may not see God physically, but I see you, and I see God in you. Therefore, our relationship. Oh man, this is heavy. This is real good. This is getting real good. Our relationship." With each other is vital. We are warmer through fellowship. Mm. We are warmer through fellowship. We are warmer through fellowship. Listen, it says our relationship must first be with the Father in spite of the power, in spite of the blessings, in spite of what he gives me. As, as leaders, we must have a pure and solid relationship where if the Father is hurt, I hurt. Mm. If the father is rejoicing, I rejoice. If the father is crying, I cry. And when the father leaves, um, Elijah teaches us that, that, that his teacher and his relationship was so important that he rent his clothes because he was sad. It grieved him. Now watch this. Watch this. Here it is. I, I want to jump up to, to, to one verse. Um, let's, look at, let's look at verse number 9. And it came to pass when they were gone over that Elijah and said unto Elijah, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken away from thee. And Elijah said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. And he said, Thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken away from thee, it shall be so unto thee, but if not, it shall not be so. And the question I asked and I posed to you earlier when I first started was, what have you seen? What have you seen? Now, he said this. Elijah said this. I want a double portion of your spirit. 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 And Elijah's response simply was this. First, his response was, you have asked a hard thing. Oh, this is heavy. I, I don't know if you all ready. He says, you have asked a hard thing. He says, because, watch this, in order to have a double portion of the anointing of the teacher, in order to gain that, first, it's going to take some commitment. It will take, watch this, complete commitment and obedience to the will of God. In other words, watch this, you have to have both feet in. You can't be wavering. You can't be unsure. You can't be um, like Aaron was. You remember Aaron, right? When Moses, when the teacher went up to the mountain to, to seek God and get instructions from God, the people pressed Aaron and said, Aaron, Moses has been gone and he's delayed his coming back. Give us a God. And here's what Aaron did. If you remember Aaron, he decided and they said, make us a God that we can see. And so Aaron got the gold and he constructed a God that the people can see. And, here, and, and that story is very significant to this one because in the absence of your teacher, what kind of character or integrity will be birthed out of you? Because if the relationship is vital, 
Therefore, that means the integrity and the character that my teacher had, I should have. That's vital. We, as leaders, we can't get so, we can't get so caught up and hung up in the appearance of things. And, and, and like Aaron did, Aaron was pressed by the people, and he made them a god. And that was good teaching for Aaron. That was good. That was good. That was good. Good teaching for Aaron because later on, Aaron got to remember this. Aaron was called by God, and Aaron was chosen by God to be the priest of the people. Moses was called to be the leader. Aaron was called to be the priest. Mm. Let me let me let me let me break that one down for you. Let me help you with that one. Even being called as priests and as leaders, we're going to make some mistakes. We're going to look at some stuff and, and, and make bad decisions and bad choices. And it's not to hurt or kill us or say that God has not chosen us. But here's, what, here's the mistake that Aaron did, how all things work together for our good. The mistake that Aaron made, the, the, the bad decision that Aaron made, when, when Moses came down from off the mountain, he saw the people naked. He saw the people dancing around this, this calf just butt naked. I mean, that's crazy. If pastor was to leave and hey, he'd come back and he'd leave people in charge, and all of a sudden we're having a party, everybody just naked, screaming, hollering, and what is going on? Kind of hardened character that Aaron had. Now watch this. Here's what Aaron learned. This is the life lesson that Aaron learned. Aaron learned that when he, as priest, go in behind the veil for the people, he remembered it was the mercy of God that kept him. We cannot be leaders if we are not able to relate to the people that we're leading. Mm. We cannot be effective leaders if we don't remember that we were once sinners. Aaron was, oh, God, I don't want to, for lack of a better word, he was jacked up. How, 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 how messed up would it be? How many parents in the room? If you go home or, or if, you, if you leave somebody in charge and come back and the folk naked. It would have been one thing if they just would have been like worshiping another god, but they were naked out of their clothes running around. And, and, and so Aaron had to live with that. And most of the most awesome, here's most of God's awesome leaders in the, in the church today were some awesome jacked up, screwed up people. Oh, well, let's look at Paul. He was a murderer. But this man wrote half of the New Testament. Because as leaders, it's, it's okay. to it, We are not to live in condemnation. But at the same time, we have to always acknowledge, watch this. David said, I acknowledge my transgressions and my faults and my issues are always before me. Therefore, because the Bible says God resists the proud. He resists the proud, and he, he looks and he loves the humble. So as leaders, we have to be humble. We have to be, be not pride, prideful. We have to not look at, look at, look at people as, they're, as though they're beneath us, but I, we have to look at people like we, like we were once there at one point in time in our lives. In verse number 9, he says, Elijah, you have asked a hard thing. You ask, I'm sorry, verse 10, he says, you have asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if you see me when I am taken from thee, it's imperative, you all, 
that we really don't walk by what we see. We have to walk by what we believe. The Bible says it like this. We walk by faith and not by what we see. Amen. We have to. I see what I believe. I don't believe what I see. Wow, that's, 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 that's so crazy. <laughs> I see what I believe. Oftentimes, we, 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 what Elijah was walking with a man who did miracles and did these strange things before him daily. This man had so much faith in God where he, was, he, where he said to Elijah, he said, I want a double portion of the things that you're doing. I want, I want that on my life. And he said, you asked a hard thing because, watch this, walking with God and doing, doing miracles and all that stuff, that stuff may look good. But behind the doors, Elijah had to deal with suicide. I don't know if y'all remember Elijah prayed to God. God, kill me. He had to deal with low self-esteem. God, why is that woman after me? You remember Jezebel chased him. And he went to a mountain and he had to, he, he had to deal with all of these things that was in him. And he said, Elijah, you want a, a double portion of that? You want a double portion of my pain? You want a double portion of my suffering? You want a double portion of my, my lonely days? You want a double portion of my hard days? You want a double portion of all this grief? You want a double portion of this? He said, okay. If you see me, which means, watch this. He says, if you see me in my transition. Y'all ready for this? Write this down. This is good. This is good. This is good. This is good. He says, Elijah, if you see me when God elevates me to another level, if you stick with me down here and you see me when God, see, the pastor, see, I tell people all the time, we, 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 walk, with our, we walk with pastors and we walk with them, and then sometimes things don't seem like they're going our way. But if you stay a little longer and watch God elevate your pastor to another level, if you see me when God transitions me to my next level, then the double portion that I was that that that's on me will fall on you because watch this, watch this, you gotta catch this. Because you were with me when I was on the first level. You're with me when I was walking on this level. And if you see me when God transitioned me to this level, then that will leave that level vacant. So therefore, you will get the point. But see, sometimes we leave too soon. Sometimes we quit. Sometimes we give up. Sometimes we give in. Sometimes, watch this, like Peter, that's not my Savior. I don't know that man. Start cussing. Sometimes we look at the, the, the burden and the, and the hardship and, and, and the trials that the leaders and the teachers that go before us go through, and we, de- we deny it. I don't want that. I want the glamour side of Christ, not the suffering. We leave and we quit too soon, but being effective leaders, we have to learn how to stay committed and faithful to the end. That's what it requires. It requires both feet in. Both feet in. Both feet in. Through the, day, through the troubling days, both feet in. It's going to take, take a committed heart. 
Now watch this, watch this. He said this, he said this. I want to drop down to verse number 14 and let's rest there. Do I have any more? Okay, verse number 14. And he said this, and he took the mantle of Elijah that fell from him. And he smote the waters and said, where is the Lord God of my teacher? Where is the Lord God of Elijah? Where is the Lord? Where is the same God? Ooh, this is heavy. This is real. I feel this. This is good. He said, where is the same God that walked with the man who was teaching and showing me all these things? You all, the disciples had a great challenge, and they had it. The, the, they had the best teacher that we can all that, that we all have, and they had the same instructions that Elijah did. You remember Jesus, right? <laughs> Jesus taught his disciples, and he taught his disciples a radical thing, and he taught them not much so as as in words, but he taught them in doing things. Mm. That's why he said, okay, let's let's turn, let's turn, let's turn, let's turn, let's turn. Let me show you something. Let me show you something. Turn to, turn to, okay, turn to the book, the book of, hmm, let me see. Matthew, 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 verse, chapter, Matthew chapter 8. Mm-hmm. Matthew chapter 8, 8. Matthew chapter 8, verse number, verse number, let me look at, I think I want to look at verse possibly 10. We're going to get to the shopping part in a minute, Pastor, just... Give me a second. <laughs> Matthew chapter 8, verse 10. It says this. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great a faith, no, not in all of Israel. I'm going to pause it right there. He says to, 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 to those who followed him, which means he was talking to his disciples. He said to his disciples, I have not found so great a faith in all of Israel. Let me, let me help you with something. The key thing, uh, one of the key things about, about, about following pastors and teachers and, and, and then people following us is even though we may be close to pastor, even though we may be close to the teacher and the leader, that does not, that does not, that does not mean that their faith is ours. Oh, I know that's crazy. I know it's crazy. I know it's crazy. That does not mean that, that because I ride in past the car that we share in the car. We don't. That's his car. I'm just a rider in it. 
as his, as his, which, which, which simply means this, which simply means this. Here was a man in Israel who was an Italian centurion. He was a centurion man. And he told Jesus, Jesus, I understand what authority is. I understand, you know, I understand that if you just speak the word, then everything will be all right. And Jesus said to him, I have not seen that much faith in all of Israel. I have not seen nobody just believe me. Even those who are following me don't believe like this stranger believes. What I'm saying is this. Relationship is vital because without relationship, without without the humble and the submission of our hearts, we will never, 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 never partake in the anointing or the double portion that our teachers have. Here it is, this man who didn't even know Jesus. He just understood the authority that he had. And that, uh, that Jesus looked at that and said, you've got, you got more faith in these guys who are following me. you got more hope in what I'm saying than the guys who are with me have. You have more, 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 more belief and more zeal and more understanding. Oftentimes, our, oftentimes as leaders, we're going to be misunderstood. People are not going to understand why. People are not going to understand how come. People are not going to understand why you wait so long. Why didn't you move right there? Why didn't you pray when we should have been worshiping? Why? People are not going to understand. However, at the same time, at the same time, the Bible says this. He says this to his disciples. He said this. I chose you. Therefore, the works that you see me do you're going to do also and then greater how 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 did we get from the point of you have not seen so much faith in israel but now you're going you you're, you're telling me that i'm going to do what you're doing and more here it is because of relationship again that key word relationship because of relationship because here it is the humility of the disciples when they saw what jesus went through on the cross they saw and they understood that he didn't go through that for himself he did it for them and through all of that he did for them they acknowledged and accepted the fact that they were incomplete without him Mm. they were incomplete without him so watch this here it is we as effective leaders, we as, as, as children, sons and daughters of God, we as people who are called and chosen by God first have to be confident that we are chosen. You have to first walk in the full confidence that God did choose you and did call you in spite of you. He knew what you was going to do when you did it. He knew what you was going to do before you did it. Because if he did not know it, then he would not be God. Because the Bible says he is omniscient, which means, which means he knows Everything. He knows it before you did it. He knows it after you did it. He knows it before you thought it. Because, watch this, we were chosen before we got here. We were chosen and pre-chosen before, our, before we were formed in our mother's womb. So everybody that's walking and walking in the full call of God and walking, it does not matter what you did, but acknowledge what you did so it can keep you humble. But at the same time, don't allow what you did to 
keep you walking in, or have you walking in, in doubt or in, in, in waverness or, or doubting the call of God on your life. Except, I told our church yesterday, first let's make up in our mind. Let's get this fight out of our mind. First let's make up in our mind that you're saved. Make up in your mind that you're called by God. Because you believe it or not, the enemy attacks Christians on their belief. He attacks, us, he attacks us on our faith. He attacks us on believing, does God do miracles? Will God use me? Do, will God raise somebody from the dead? Will God use my hands to touch somebody and allow them to be healed? Will God do it? That's an attack of the enemy. Because James said, a double-minded man, let him not think that he'll receive anything from God. So it's imperative that we first make up in our mind what we are whose we are, and what we are here to do. You have to first understand, like Jeremiah, Jeremiah, I chose you. I called you. I, and I've declared you to be mine. You belong to me. I told our church yesterday, this is getting real good. I got a few more minutes. He said, I told our church yesterday, I said, I said this. You have to understand that we belong so much to God that even the good and the bad we do, we can't get around him. Which means this. I can have faith and trust and believe that God will answer me. But is it faith when I want to help him answer me? Is it faith if I ask God, Lord, I need I need $200. Is it faith if I say, okay, then this is how I'm going to do it. I'm going to go on eBay. I'm going to sell all my computers. I'm going to sell this. I'm going to sell that. And now I'm going to get it. And that's how I'm going to get it. Is that faith? Oh, I know because we were taught faith by works is faith without works is dead, right? We were taught that faith without. So we got to do something. We gotta help God. I, I I find a lot of people. Oh, this is good. I, says this. I, 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 in church, I, I I met a lot of people who I've, I've been. They've been calling me all the time, Pastor. You know, I'm having surgery, and you know, in the surgery, it worked, and and God healed me through the surgery. Bless God. Is that faith? Let me help you. This was God told me last week. Here, this is Revelation. Last week, and yeah, last week He said this to me. I only have one way of healing. By my stripes, you are healed. So why do we say God healed me through the medicine? God healed me through surgery. God, oh, this is heavy. This is going over. He said I only have one way. If the medicine worked, it's the medicine. Thank God, it's the medicine. If the surgery works, it's the surgery. But God says, I have one way. Why are we adding all this stuff to God? Why are we adding all these different new ways to God doing what he said already he, he'll do? If God said, pay your taxes, go get the money out of the fish's mouth and bring it to me so I can pay my taxes, why are we adding Different ways to God. God, God, he calls things out of nothing into something. 
That's how he does it. He just does it like that. So why I do why we why why is a why in church did we get down here? I said we get because we came from him. We got down here and all of a sudden we started getting the world stuff. When I say committed, have both feet in. We start getting the world stuff and have one foot in and one foot out. God, this is how we got to do it. We got to do it like this. We got to have prayer. Then we got to have fasting. And then we got to call these folk. And then we got to do this. And we got to choose this. And we got to. What? Why are we adding stuff? <laughs> Jesus didn't add. He just. Somebody was sick. Lord, I'm sick. He didn't have to say much. Somebody just touched the hem of his garment. They got it. They got it. Didn't take much. The man said, don't come to my house. Don't lay hands on nobody. Just speak the word. Let me help you. He said this, the double portion. Here's the double portion. He said, just speak the word. What does that mean? That means do what God did in Genesis. What did he do in Genesis? He spoke the word. The word was this. Let there be light. And the light was. Leaders, get out of the details. Get out of the details of faith. God said to the son, he said, let there be light. And the Bible says, and the light appeared. He didn't say, let there be light. Um, and this is how the light, I want the light to come. I want the light to shine. You know, I want the sun not to be so hot, but not to be so cold. But, you know, I want you to. He didn't do that. He said, let there be light. And the light came, and then he gave the details. Wait for the manifestation of what you believe in God for, and then apply the details. wait for the manifestation of what you're believing God for to come to pass and then apply the details don't get get into the details and help God he don't need our help he says I resist the proud here it is he says if you help me that will make you God with me and I don't share my glory with nobody so we both can't sit on the throne. Either you're going to let me be God or you're going to be God. But we're not going to share in this thing. We're not going to share. So speak the word. Do what God did. Look at nothing and say, nothing, I want you to become this. Nothing, I want you to become this. You don't have to have any, anything. God says, I don't require anything you have but believe. Just believe. Just believe. I don't need nothing you got. <laughs> Father, let, your, let a devil portion of your spirit come on me. That's the hard thing. But if you see me when God elevates me to another level, as leaders, the part about submission is this. The part about being humble is this. As you, as you follow, put aside your agenda to help the man of God get to his next level. You can't be fully submitted and have both feet in 
if you're thinking about tomorrow, if you're thinking about what I'm going to get out of it, you'll get out of it when you help the man of God or help the person you're following get to their next level. Because as you see them get to their next level, then there is a portion of that anointing will fall on you. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I'll draw all men unto me. If you see me lifted up, if you see, this is heavy, this is good, this is, this is good. As leaders, as we see him lifted up, which means as we see him taking on the burdens and the, and the sins and the filthiness of our stuff, forget the world stuff, that, that's that stuff, just my stuff. As I see him lifted up, taking on my stuff, he comes down off the cross and goes into the grave. And then I see and understand now that I saw him lifted up with my stuff. I don't have to be who I used to be no more. Oh, this, is, this is good. This, this is, I know I'm all over the place, but this, I'm just the spirit of God just pulling me off. I don't have to be who I used to be because I saw him lifted up. That's the power of the cross. I don't know if y'all are going to let me come back, but uh, I'm giving it all to you now. That's the power of the cross. So I'm putting aside my agenda. He called his disciples and he said, leave your jobs, leave your homes, leave all that stuff behind. Because if you follow me and you turn back to what you left, you're not worthy of what I'm calling you to. You have to have both feet in. You got to have your mind in it. You got to have your heart in it. You got to have everything you got in it. Because that's what your faith and your hope is in. It is in. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. What is faith? I'm going to leave you with this question, and this is going to mess all y'all up. I know y'all in class. I know y'all in class. And what is faith? Faith is the substance of things hoped for, right? Which means faith is something because it's a substance of something, right? So if faith is a substance of something, then that means it exists. Since is it since it exists, where is it? And since it has to be a place, here's another question. The Lord posed this to me. He says, I told my disciples, oh, look at this verse. He says this, I have not found so great a faith in all Israel, which means Jesus looked for it. He says, I haven't found it in all of Israel. And then he said this, oh, ye, you remember he said this, oh, ye, a little faith. Which says this. That means I could have a little faith or a lot. And if Jesus said you got little faith, that means you don't even have enough faith the size of a mustard seed. Because you know a mustard seed faith, you can speak to mountains and it'll move. 
So that means faith is not only a substance that exists. It can be measured. It can be measured. And not only is it measured, he looks for it. And he puts it on the scale and he weighs and see how much you really have. You got a little faith or just a mustard seed faith? Just a mustard seed. I mean, a mustard seed is about this big, so if you got a little faith, you, you basically don't have any. Okay, let me yell. <sighs> maybe I yell next time. I maybe I yell next time. I, I feel I feel good by being able to teach because that's what I like doing. I love teaching. Take your faith, if you have it. Find out where it is. Let me let me help you. Uh, I can't I can't leave you. I got one. I can't leave you. Figure trying to will my faith that God. He said I ain't got no faith. What is that? Let me help you. Your faith should be where you release the word of God. Where did you release the word of God? Where did you speak those things that are not as though they were? Where did you send it? Because your faith is working, bringing you what you declared. Is it faith or is it fear? Are you? Do, do we do we serve? Do 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 we have faith because we're scared of something bad gonna happen, or do we have faith just because we just believe God like kids? Childlike faith. This is good, y'all. This is real good. Elijah said, let a devil portion of your spirit fall on me. As I see my leader elevated, I will be elevated too. As I see those who teach me elevated, I will be elevated too. You have to be committed. You have to be committed. You have to trust God in, in, in your pastor. You have to trust God in those who you're following. You have to trust God in those whom, you, whom you're submitted to. You have to trust God in them. And I could tell you this from from a person who has done it, you'll look like a fool sometimes. <laughs> you will. You'll look like an idiot. You'll feel like you. You'll feel like you. 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 You're being stupid by following people. You'll feel like, man, why? Why? And and and, and the people will will probably say, man, why are you doing that? You don't have to do that. You are more than him. You're more than her. You got more than this. Why you? You don't have to follow that person. Why you? I don't care. If you commit it, I'm committed to look like a fool if that's what it requires. If it requires me to look like 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 I'm his stool pigeon, so be it. So be it. So be it. I'll wash the hand the man of God hands. I'll wash his feet. I'll wipe the sweat off his brow. I'll do whatever it takes. Because my heart is not in it about what I'm going to get out of it. It's about being in relationship with them and knowing, look, I see something different about you. I see there's something strange about you. I see there's something awesome about you. And I'm drawn to that. 
I may not see God visibly, but I see God in you. I may know I got some in me too, but what I got in me, I'm submitting it and bringing it to you. How can you benefit from my gift? How can my gift help you get to your next level? That's what Elijah said to Elijah. How can my gift help you get to your next level? I, I, I'm done, y'all. I'm, I'm, I'm done. Where's your faith? Where's your faith? Where's your faith? Where you left it? Where's your faith? Come on, this is class. I want to talk. Where's your faith? Well, you spoke it out into existence. That's where your faith is. That's where your faith is. Speak those things that speak out into nothing like God did. There's nothing right there. Speak out. Thus saith the Lord. I declare you to be. And that's where your faith is at. Right there. Being exercised, working on that thing which you have released it out to do. I'm done, y'all. I love y'all. I'll see y'all later. <laughs> Maybe next time I'll shout. I don't know. <laughs> You're going to get the shout right now. Uh, Adolfo will turn me down a whole bunch. Leilani, just please get up on the uh, keyboard. Adam, move this onto the stage, please, because we're going to pray right now and just ask that the pastor would just pray for us and impart what he said to us and that God would just begin to move in a powerful way right now. We're just going to ask you to pray for all this. Just come line up here right now. Let's just worship a little bit and set the atmosphere in this place. Hallelujah. Father God, we thank you today for that wonderful word, Lord. God, where is our faith? Our faith, God, is coming to us from the word that the man of God is speaking to us. And then, Father God, it comes through us to the things we speak. Father God, we thank you right now for SUM, the School of Remissions, and President Chancellor George, no, God, and what you're doing in his life, God, we are a result of the faith and the words he spoke, Father. That he had a heart, God, that we would raise up, he would raise up Bible schools in the inner city and urban cities of America, accredited. And Father God, I went to the one of those schools in New Orleans and got raised up. And now as a product of that, we're raising up one here. All because he had a word to raise up leaders, Father God. So, Lord, we receive that word today to be trained, to be trained by our professors. Come on, just say that I'm here to be taught. Come on, just begin to worship the Lord that there's an anointing in this place. I know many of you got to watch Chancellor's Chapel. Just keep me up, brother. Keep me up. I know that you got a chance to watch Chancellor's Chapels, and you're seeing that there's an anointing here. We're here to serve that. Also, everybody listening to me, you're not also, you're not only in uh, SUM, you're also in a local church. These cohorts are built inside the church. Pray that right now God will give you an anointing from the leadership. Come on, lift up my mic just a little bit, brother. Come on. Turn back up the monitors a little bit. We're going to get excited in this place. Come on. Come on. Thank God that you came here. Pray for my wife and I. Pray for the leaders who poured into you, Ish and Robin, Ricky and Rachel, who were there for you. In your own church, wherever you are, Shreveport, Monroe, North Carolina, pray for your pastor and your leaders that that anointing will keep flowing. Come on, I know in this church, 80% of our leaders were saved in this ministry, raised up. Come on, that's not an accident. You might have been in hell if a leader wouldn't have reached out to you. 
Come on. Come on, you're thanking God for an anointing. You're worshiping Him. Now I want you to begin to thank God that He's raising you up to be a leader. To begin speaking words to people. That God's going to use you and He already is using you. Some of you are already being used. Others have not been used yet to raise up leaders. But you need to thank God that faith is coming through you. And ask Him right now for words to speak over people's lives. Words to speak over situations. Words to speak over finances. Come on, that now people will look up to you as you look up to others. And that God will use you. Come on, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, I'm going to hand it over now just for the next 10, 15 minutes for prayer and the other cohorts pray, leaders pray for each other, pray in your campuses for the leaders to be raised up and right now brother just begin to lay hands on our people and just begin to speak words as the Lord leads you, come on. I hear the Lord saying, what do you believe? He says, believe my prophets, so shall you be established. Believe my prophets, so shall you prosper. Oh, God, I feel an awesome anointing in this place. Come on, just lift your hands and just worship Him in this place. Just worship Him in this place. What do you see? What do you see, children of God? That's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. What do you see? What do you see? Oh God. What do you see? What do you see? What do you see? What do you see? Oh God, I don't see. He says, what have I been showing you? What have I been showing you? Do you see yourself better? Do you see yourself walking in the full power and the manifestation of the power of God? Oh, Jesus. Do you see yourself better? Oh, devil portion. Do you see it? Do you see yourself laying hands on a sick and watching them recover? Double portion.
stops looking with your eyes, saith the Lord, and he says, see with your faith. Hey, what do you see? My God, stop trying to get into the details. Just believe. Just believe. My God, my God. Just believe. Oh God. Because people are waiting on the manifestations of what you believe. They're waiting on the manifestations of what you believe. What do you believe? Do you believe you can tread on serpents? How do you believe you can cast out devils? Do you believe that you can speak the word and prostitutes will give their life to Jesus? Hey, what do you believe? Oh God, what do you believe? 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 See yourself walking as he walked. It don't take what you think. Paul was an intelligent man. Paul was able to speak several languages. I hear you. Listen. He was able to speak more than one, three different languages. And he said, I count all of everything. I count it as nothing. That I may apprehend him who has called me. God says, I don't care what your education is like. I don't care what language you speak. My God. Lift your hands, lift your hands, lift your hands. He says, I don't care what language you speak. I don't care what background you come from. It, it does not matter. You have to look at all that stuff as nothing. I, you have to look at all that stuff as nothing. It's, it's, it does not matter how much money you have. It does not matter what, what gender you are. It does not matter. What matters is what do you believe? Yes, God. Yes, God. I will. Yes, God. Yes, God. He says, lay hands on the sick. Lay hands on the sick. Lay hands on the sick and they will recover. He says, speak and lay hands on the blind and they will get their sight back. He says, speak to those who are wounded and they will be recovered. He says, comfort ye my people. He says, love them who who are not able to love you back. He says, lay hands on the sick. Lay hands on the sick. The sick in spirit. The sick in their mind. The sick in their heart. The sick mentally. You do have the power. You do have the power. He says, lay in all these things. I will never leave you. I will never leave you. 
nor forget about you, says the Lord. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? I feel the Spirit of the God in this place. Do you believe? You have been called. I'm talking to your spirit. You all have been called to be productive in the kingdom. You have been called to produce fruit. You have been called to multiply yourself. Even now I hear God saying, I'm adding to you. I'm enlarging your territory. I'm increasing you. I'm building you up. I'm encouraging your spirit. I'm pulling you out of the muck and the mire of your own selfish thoughts. I am enlarging your territory because I will not have my people unproductive. But we have been called and sent here and chosen to produce and produce not just add, but God said, yes. God. He said, I have chosen you to multiply. 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 Multiply in church growth. Multiply in speaking in tongues. Multiply in laying hands. Multiply in the school of ministry. Multiply. I've called you to increase. That's why he told Joshua, yes, God. I hear him saying, that's why I said it. I said, the hands, your hands will be blessed. Everything that you touch will be blessed. Every place the sole of your feet shall go will be blessed. Because I called you to multiply. And be productive. Yes, Lord. All. Just say this after me, Lord. I believe. I believe. Said. He says, I don't need nothing else you got, but your faith. Come on, say it again, Lord. I believe. Oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. I feel him, I feel him, I feel him. Come on, say it again, Lord. Lord. I believe. I believe. My God, my God, my God. I believe. I believe. I believe. Let's just bless the Lord today for the man of God, the Word. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Bishop, if you want to relax.